Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as a manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Golinski and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everybody. This is Robin here with Dennis for uh, an exciting, another exciting episode called Redefining Reality. Yes, you are losing your mind. Uh, Dennis and I today, we're going to talk about gaslighting, the creation of self-doubt, and reframing past events, three of the tactics manipulators use to really rob you of your sanity. Right, Dennis? What? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I thought you were reframing things and I had to pay it. Oh, this, I am very excited about this one. We're going to help Dennis with his humor, but that's a whole nother Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) This is one that these tactics are, perhaps you as listeners, you probably know these tactics as well as any other, and particularly the term gaslighting when we get to that part, because you've heard it so often, people refer to it so many times, and... uh, But the three of them blend together. You'll see as we go along. So uh, we'll be talking about all three of them and sort of in order, gaslighting, creating self-doubt, first and second. So let's get started with gaslighting. Gaslighting, how many, raise your hands. How many of you know what gaslighting is? Oh, look at all the people raising their hands. See, it's because, because it's very popular. A lot of people know what it is. Gaslighting is that horrendous condition that makes you think you're losing your mind, which is why we titled this episode that way. You can like think Dennis you're losing just your demonstrated. Mind. Like you, you think we can see all these people raising their hands, and we can't. <laughs> but it just sounded so convincing, didn't see, it? You, I know. See, it makes it sound like we could be able to see them. <laughs> I'm creating self doubt all of a sudden. <clears throat> how come my my don't see where is he? How is he? Yeah. Gaslighting comes, of course, the, the term gaslighting, which, by the way, is a verb, but it comes from the noun gaslight. And you probably know from your grandmother's stories, and maybe your grand great-grandmother, that in the old days, that's what they had for streetlights. The street lamp was an actual gas light that had to be lit every night. So there was a gas lighter, but gaslighting became a verb as a result, really, of the movie that came out called Gaslight. And it came out in 1944. And by the way, if you have not seen it, we really suggest strongly that you watch it. It's an old black and white movie. And it's kind of, you know, you'll feel the age when you begin to watch it. But boy, does it help well, you to understand what gaslighting is all there's about. There's a timelessness in the communication in that movie, regardless oh of the clothing and the black yeah. and white. It's yeah. very timeless. Charles Boyer, Ingrid Bergman, both of whom have accents, by the way, and Joseph Cotton, who has an American accent. Well, we all have accents for that matter. But gaslighting is the kind of thing that you experience when someone, your manipulator, is trying to make you think that you are crazy. You're the one who's, what? Did that really? No, I didn't. I remember. No, they'll do things and say things that make you think twice about your own sanity and gaslighting is the kind of thing that happens over time 
it's not like some of the tactics we've talked about that are happening it's very in the insidious. moment. It's and, very and insidious. To go to the movie specifically, he turns down the gas lights. Yeah. He dims the lights and tells her the lights are fine. They're they're so that she thinks it's it's all her, which yeah. goes back to another tactic that we discussed in another episode, which is the, the context, controlling the environment, mm-hmm. using the environment to manipulate. So that was what he was doing when he when he dimmed the lights. He changed right. the environment. That's how it got the, its name, Gaslight. That's the name of the movie, but that's how it's got its name as a tactic. And he did a lot of other things, of course, during the course of the movie. You'll see pretending that a letter arrived. It didn't arrive. You didn't even see it. What, did you see it? Yeah, I didn't see it. No, there was no letter. All kinds of things that make her question, what? Did I really? And it takes time. Gaslighting as a technique happens over a long period of time, which is different than the other one that we're going to be talking about in a minute called creating self-doubt. So gaslighting is something that you have to be aware of. This is why market in your notes is so important. This is one of the tactics where good note keeping will help you to identify the tactic that's being used as gaslighting. I just realized, Dennis, I have a story to go with. It's a recent story about my dad in memory care. Remember what happened? I was visiting when I was visiting my dad in memory care. I um, normally take him out to a patio to visit with him, but he was, they were about to serve dinner. And so I said, well, I'm not going to put him through all that. I just pulled myself up to the table, the dining table said, I'll just stay here and eat with him. Well, this man walked in and did not see me because I was blending. I was sitting at a table with everybody else and nobody ever does that. Nobody even visits people in memory care. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he walked right past me and plunked down a tray in front of another woman. And the woman next to her started to grab the food and he grabbed the woman's wrists and started to yell at her about two Mm -hmm. inches from her face. And um, what are you doing? That's not your food. Very aggressively. And. I just went, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing and watching. And then the sweet little lady who was to my right. So they were in front of me and his back was to me. The sweet little lady to my right who sings all the time said, there he goes again, yelling at people. He turned around and said to her, uh, be quiet, you filthy little rodent. Oh, my. At which point I jumped up. And lost my mind and started yelling at him. And I said, how dare you? I said, you're done here. This is your last day. Consider yourself done. You have no right to be here. You have no right to talk. You know, whole thing. Lost my, lost my shit. And if the guy wasn't over six feet tall, I probably would have jumped on him like a crazy lady. Mm -hmm. But I ran out, got the supervisor. Um, Supervisor comes and the guy starts following me out of the room and saying, what are you doing? Are you telling on me? Are you going to tell someone about this? And I said, I most certainly am. And he kept following and the supervisor showed up. He immediately said to the supervisor, I did not do anything. Hmm. So right there in the moment, he said, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm already emotional. And even though I've written the book, even though I know this, I couldn't Mm -hmm. get it together. Uh, My horses were out of the barn. Mm -hmm. This guy, as a powerful manipulator, knew that I would look crazy. I Mm -hmm. already did look crazy because I was so, I was shaking. I was starting to cry. And uh, he just said, 
no, nothing happened. I, she, I didn't do anything. I just was trying to keep her from taking another person's food or something. And yeah. of course I immediately said to him, how dare you? Don't you dare gaslight me? I said, don't mm. you dare. And I used the word. Oh. I said, you know what you did and you're going to be fired. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, long story short, he wasn't fired. He's actually been there 22 years. <laughs> they moved a, him know, to another department and that's another you're, story. You're, but you're using that as an example of gaslighting is perfect because yes, it, it, it's then what people- happened. You know, he makes, and, and you know, in a way it's creating self-doubt at the same time. You know, these, these two tactics run together and we'll differentiate yes. them in just a couple of minutes, but. And it will create self-doubt. It didn't yes. in me because it had just happened. It had just happened. And I knew what I saw and I knew what I heard. So imagine if I didn't have, if I didn't speak up in that moment and a day or two went by. And I got this guy saying that didn't happen. I didn't do that. She's overreacting. She's emotional. Yeah, there are some phrases like that. She's emotional. There are phrases like that that oh, your yes, manipulator may be saying to you when you feel like, what? I But I remember it. It didn't, what? You know, oh, you're just too sensitive. Or yeah. you're being paranoid. Or like you said, you're talking like a crazy person, you know, making you wonder, am I really what? Oh, well, you must be the only person who thinks like that. Or your memory is really failing you, making you doubt yourself. This is what gaslighting does. Or maybe you you already doubt yourself and it's fanning those flames. For example, maybe you have a history of mental illness in your family. You know, maybe your mother's unstable. Hmm. Well, that's just leverage for the manipulator. Oh, sure, sure. And when you hear those kinds of things and those kind of experiences happen over and over and over, over a period of time, could be not only days or weeks or months, sometimes years, you begin to doubt and you begin to wonder, is that gaslight really lower? Did I really not do this? Did I really not say that? This is what gaslighting does. Now, in the movie, the really interesting thing about how the movie ends, when she discovers that she's being gaslighted, a friend of her helps her. When she discovers that, Paula is the victim's name. When she discovers that, she captures the guy who's her manipulator. She gets him tied up in a chair, and she's she's confronting him with all the things that he has said. And she does a funny thing. Oh, it's funny, I guess, but it's strange. She does an interesting thing. She's got him tied up in a chair. She said, wouldn't it be nice if I had a knife now? I could just cut the ropes. Oh, let's look in this drawer. She looks in the drawer and pulls out a knife. And she holds the knife in front of him and says, do you see this knife I have in my hand? I don't really have a knife in my hand. It's just something that you see. Letter opener. (laughs) If I jab you with my hand, it's just my hand. It's not really a knife. And just if I were to cut the ropes, would you? But there are no ropes around you. See, she plays against him the thing that he'd been playing against her. So it's a really interesting scene how she comes to the realization that she's been being gaslighted. Anyway, check out the movie. It's a great experience in understanding what gaslighting is all about. But let's differentiate that from creating self-doubt because they are so similar Mm, and they go together. Like we've said many, many times, a lot of these tactics will be used in tandem. They'll use two or three of them at a time. And as soon as you react to one, boom, they switch to another one. It's a -a whack-a-mole game. So you can't get away from it really easily. Creating self-doubt, very similar. Now, here's a significant difference between gaslighting and creating self-doubt. Gaslighting itself happens over a period of time, that I've said before. Creating self-doubt 
is something that can happen, boom, in the moment, one time. Creating self-doubt is often used in tandem with gaslighting, but it could be used in and of itself. Here's where you really have to pay attention Absolutely. with creating self-doubt. It will often be in a situation where you are succeeding in some way. You get a big win. Um, there's a terrible story about, um, you know, uh, Ryan. Um, oh, God, what's the guy's name? Famous actor, Tatum O'Neill's father. What the heck's his name? Ryan oh, yeah. Love Story. It's Ryan O'Neill. Sir Dave. Ryan O'Neill. I was going to say that, and then I second-guessed myself. I'm like, no, it's not O'Neill. Okay, so Ryan (laughs) O'Neill. So Tatum O'Neill was 11 years old when she won an Academy Award and Oscar for her role in Paper Moon, which she starred in with her father. And if you've heard Tatum O'Neill tell her story of her life, when they got home that night, he punched her in the face. Hmm. He was so angry that she won and he didn't. Um, Now that's very overt, right? And it's physical abuse, but it shocked her because this is, I mean, imagine how confusing that is that your dad and you would Mm -hmm. think your dad would be happy for you and proud of you and that your dad punched you in the face. And now, you know, your dad's really angry. So you're winning hurt your dad. So that's very overt. It's usually, (laughs) it's usually much more insidious than that. Um, And I think about when I started, uh, I did a creativity workshop and we were exploring our creativity and it was um, really exciting. And I didn't follow the advice of the coach. She actually said, don't share any of this with anybody in your life. Don't share it because you're in a a fetal state of creativity. And if you've read any of Julie Cameron's work about being creative, there's this fetal state in which you need to protect your creative urges. Well, anyway, I did, I did share it. I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I realized that I had a lot of uh, desire to do that. I had a lot of jokes I wanted to write. And I came home and I told my then husband that I wanted to do stand-up comedy. And he said, why would you do that? You're not funny. Mm-hmm. There you go. So what does that do? Mm-hmm. Feeds right into that self-doubt, self-doubt. right? Creates yeah. And that, that may self-doubt. have been a tactic, a long-term tactic of gaslighting for you. Him of oh, you is over time. Please. Yeah. Live in the dream here. That's why we have the book. But what I want to say about that is anytime you scoring, like let's say um, you could be at a networking event and you meet somebody who's powerful and influential and you carry on a conversation with them more than your the other person, your, your manipulator does. You actually, you can, you're, you're making headway, if you will then most likely your manipulator is going to pull the rug out from you by creating self-doubt by saying, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you chewed that guy's ear off. God, he was trying mm-hmm. to get away from you mm-hmm. and he couldn't get away. Something like that. Then she could probably think of more, but you want to be aware of it. Every time you have a win, every time you succeed at something, you just see what the reaction is. And online, mm-hmm. we call these trolls or haters. Mm-hmm. These are people who are just deeply insecure, incredibly jealous. They're probably doing absolutely nothing with their lives. Whenever and you experience anything like that, anything like that, what do you do? Mark it in your notes. That's, yes. a, a really That's the only important way you're going to see the pattern. Because you got to remember it in the moment. You're too emotional. It, it, it bothers you. Yeah. But mark it in your notes as soon as you get a chance. So now how do we handle all of those things? What can we say? What can we do to yes. deal with gaslighting and creating self-doubt? 
Well, depends now, of course, on the kind of person that you're dealing with. And we know that whether you're dealing with a, a, an ethos, pathos, or logos person. And by the way, if you don't remember what those things are, go back to episode uh, two, three, I, think I think it was, two or three, In where we explained ethos, pathos, and logos, because it makes a difference. You have to be able to identify what kind of a manipulator am I dealing with? It's not about you per se. How do I get to them? We know what you're feeling. How do we get them to stop, to recognize, to be aware because once you make them aware that you're aware, it's going to stop. They don't want to play with you anymore if they know you know what's going on. That's right. So that's right. What do you do? Well, if you're dealing with an ethos person, this is a person who thinks they're really hot stuff. You know, I'm. Do you know who I am? Kind of a person. You just say in a very simple, straightforward tone. Well, that's interesting. I don't recall it like that. Why do you? Very matter of fact. Get them to explain why they experience it differently than you do. Straight Or you could say, um, here's another one, Dennis. Your credibility fails with me when you try to create self-doubt in me by, and then you state the specific behavior. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really good if you can state and cite the specific behavior. It shows, again, that you know what you're doing and they're not in control as much as they think they are. You now, may feel, dealing, well, I'll, I'll say it after we go over the techniques. Because right. we're going to, if you do, I want to say something about this. If you're dealing with a pathos person, that is an emotional person. If your manipulator is an emotional person, it's more like this. Oh, come on. That's not what happened. Where'd you get that idea? See, it's a kind of astonishment. It's a little bit of disbelief. Are you kidding? What? That kind of reaction is the kind of reaction that your manipulator, who is that type of person, will hear. Okay, you can raise your volume here's slightly. A, here's another one, too. We've got yeah, go two ahead. here. Do you ever find it annoying when someone says things that make you doubt your own beliefs about something? So it's a bit of a rhetorical question, but you're calling out this is happening. And then when you say it, stop talking. Because think about that. That was a question. They don't expect you to react. With, they expect you to react with what? Oh, no, I'm so confused. No. Do you ever find it annoying when someone says things that make you doubt your own beliefs? Say it with like that, like you're challenging them a little bit more. This is the this is the way you deal with an emotional person. Okay, now, if you are uh, a logos person, you're dealing with a manipulator who is a person who is very logical, you know, very matter of fact. One of the things you can say is, well, do you have facts or evidence for what you're saying? Just like that. They say something that's almost unbelievable to you. Do you have facts or evidence to back that up? And then stop talking. Just be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't be shy about it. Just look them right in the eye and say that. Or, or you ahead, could say Robin. your words of disapproval are ineffective. Oh, that's good. Ineffective is a very logos word. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and logos people hate to be seen as ineffective. But when you say it that way, you say this with a certainty. That what you heard is not what was what was the actual case. You're, you should sound self-confident. See, you heard heard us say this word confidence so many times. The minute you start showing confidence with your manipulator on any one of these tactics, the minute you do, that's the time that they begin to back off. 
And they begin to say, oh, I don't know, maybe I don't have this quite right. I don't know. So uh, showing confidence is a very strong thing for you to be able to do with a manipulator. It's like throwing water on the wicked witch of the West. And uh, oh, yeah. well, that's exactly how they'll feel. Yes. They will. And, and then you have to prepare for backlash. But we will talk oh, about backlash. Yeah. Oh, backlash yeah. is success. Remember, backlash means you nailed it. You stuck the landing. Yeah, yeah. They don't like it. And this, this fear of backlash is what keeps you in um, enslavement with them. So, so we got to get over that. Another tactic we want to mention quickly today is reframing past events. That's the name of the tactic. Reframing. This is where the manipulator twists and distorts facts of past events. Uh, uh, but they do it to benefit the agenda that they have. That's all. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it occurs with storytelling. It frames the stories in, of, the stories elements in the way the manipulator wants you to have them be perceived, not the way they maybe actually were. Yeah, so it's usually about word choice here. So that Mm -hmm. event, I said that networking event, you made a connection with somebody powerful um, and they resented that. They might say you rattled on and on or you chewed the guy's ear off. Word choices. It's not like you may have talked to him longer than he liked it. That's more neutral. Mm -hmm. But they'll choose a word that's disparaging to describe what you did. And when they're reframing a past event, typically it's a specific thing that they're working with. And it can relate to something that either is happening or just happened, which is mm-hmm. not necessarily like gaslighting. Gaslighting can be very subtle, can happen over a long period of time, may not be referring to something specific. But when they reframe a past event that you know darn well happened in a particular way, that's reframing it. So what do you do about that? All right. If you are dealing with a person who is a kind of an ethos person, remember, they're the people who think they're really special. Ethos people, you say something like, interesting. You know, you're normally so accurate with details. This time, however, your recollection is not right. Actually, what happened is, and then you say what actually happened. So you give them a compliment. You're normally so accurate with details. This time, however... And then you call them out and you say exactly what happened. Chances are good. They're not going to let you even finish your sentence without interrupting you or walking away from you. Finish Mm -hmm. it anyway. You've got to get strong about delivering these techniques and remember the purpose. Mm -hmm. And in this case, with an ethos person, look them right in the eye, challenge them. You go right directly to them and you say this. You're, You're normally so accurate. Look them right in the eye and say that. Let them know that you mean business. Now, they may not normally ever be accurate, but we're appealing to their ethos by saying that. We're saying that for a purpose. Unfortunately, what we're really teaching you to do is be manipulative back to the manipulator. (laughs) And I'm sorry for that, but this is the way it goes. You are in a different world. You're in a different game. All human norms of behavior are not going to help you. They are not going to help you. And you are not, by doing it, going to cure the other person. Teach them a lesson? Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. no. Get you that idea you're going to transform them? No. Yeah, no. No, not going to happen. Now, if you're dealing with a very emotional person, and that's the way they respond, then you say something like, that's not at all the way I recall it. I'm, I'm surprised at you. 
that kind of astonishment, that, that sense of surprise. That's the tone, right, Robin? Yeah. I almost think of it like mom, mom talk. <laughs> I'm shocked you would say that. That Don't be silly. Kind of like that. Dismissive. You're being dismissive of their you, idea. You raise your eyebrows a and little they bit. Will, that will burn them. Yep, so yep, they won't yep. like that. Yep. But remember, we got to let them know they're not running the board. They're not controlling the show. That's right. Now, finally, if you're dealing with a logos person, somebody who depends on logic and all of that reasoning, in a very logos tone, you say, well, I know you like to be accurate, so I must correct the statement you just made about, and then you correct it. Now, here's what's interesting about that. You may be a pathos person, and your manipulator may be a logos person. Yeah. You're going to find when you deliver both non-verbally and verbally, a logo statement like Dennis just described. So no facial expressions for a logos delivery. You're going to bring out the pathos in your logos person. That's right. So then they're going to flip. And this is important for you to know because they are still basically move about the world as a logos person, but we all have all three. Mm -hmm. So when they flip out and they get angry and you see backlash and you see emotion, remember that's a win. And that's pathos mm -hmm. when you because say you use things, their logos against them. Definitely. And you guarantee when you say these things, you're going to get a response and it may well be another tactic. It may, they may well take what they said and now conflate it with something else. Absolutely. So you've got to really be a good listener and be able to ascertain the truth in something and then practice the kind of things that we're saying. You know, you don't have to say the words that we're saying. But you need to be able to say them in your words, your language, with the same kind of confidence that we're talking about in every single one. Sometimes you want to be accusatory. Sometimes you want to be like astonished. Sometimes you want to be like helpful. You've got to think about what that's going to, what kind, what your manipulator responds to. And then that's the kind of thing that you want to say and the way you want to say it. Because all they're doing, this is what we're trying to help you guys do. All they're doing is trying to control the momentum of the moment. And what we mean by that is they literally play this game moment to moment. Mm -hmm. And they it's watch, a game. They watch and listen to everything that you are doing from moment to moment. And I mean, by moment, it could be seconds. I mean, literally, it could be seconds minutes maybe how do you respond and then they quickly adapt to that they want if, to control the momentum now that's what we want you to do that's Take right control We're taking of the control back the momentum of the moment is going to be yours not and, theirs and if it sounds exhausting to you oh, it is it but is. remember your your fatigue at this at dealing with them is another thing they're going to use against you it's another technique to wear you down. This is why at the end of the day, which I hate that saying, I don't know why I said it. It's way overused. Stop using it. At the end of the world, <laughs> whatever it is, get away from them. You have to get away from them. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're really trying to help you with yeah. those relationships where 
you can't get away for whatever reason. You're, it's your uncle and you borrowed money from him 20 years ago and you're still paying him back. It's uh, mm-hmm. your boss who you work with. It's your roommate and you signed a lease. It's your mm-hmm. spouse and you're working on it. You're trying to get away. But ultimately, you want to get away. Mm-hmm. And that's the when we talked about bullying, for example, that means physically get away, immediately get away. Just walk out the door. But get, you're not you're not trying to necessarily overcome them, change them, reform them. That's not going to happen. You're putting them on notice. You're putting them I on know, notice. I know the and, game. And manipulators are are they're weaklings in one way. Yes, they want to deal with people who are weaker than they are. And the moment you show strength, the moment you show confidence, it begins to sow doubt with them. They're not just going to run away the first time you do it, but they begin to, I don't know, you got that one. I don't know about this. Eventually, guess what? They will go away because they don't want to deal with people who are as smart as they are, so to speak. They want to get another target who they can control, somebody who's weak and needs help and so forth. No, you stand your ground. I have a little oh. funny story and then we have to do media moment. It's a, I know it's a little longer, but it's just the story is I was sitting in a hair salon and this guy came in, um, it was in Florida and this guy came in and plunked down next to me and said he was from New York, asked me where I was from. I was from Boston. And he strikes up a conversation with me. And basically the conversation was, he was, the theme of the conversation was um, how great he was because he was telling me about like how dumb Florida people are. And he was bragging about um, some rare mid-century desk he, he had in his, in his apartment that was worth thousands of dollars. And he was drop, name dropping. I didn't know what he was talking about, but I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, yeah. And I had these contractors in and they, they didn't know anything about it. Never heard of it. These people know nothing and all this stuff. Anyway, so I could tell, I knew before he even opened his mouth, I knew who he was. And I don't like to make those quick judgments, but I get, I pick up on the energy. You know, he was just, you could tell he had the swagger. So after he tells me the story about what idiots Florida people are and how cool he is and how cool his stuff is, it said, I said, I said, it sounds like Florida is not a good fit for you. Maybe you should go somewhere where people can acknowledge, you know, your, your smart choices in furniture. <laughs> he didn't say another word to me. <laughs> he got up and there was a tiny little waiting room. He got up and walked outside the salon and stood <laughs> outside the door. And I took everything I had not to double over laughing. It was such a fun social experiment. <laughs> so these are low stakes. If you can oh. do it, you know. Like in the Home Depot uh, return line, the guy behind me (laughs) saying, where's your Mm. smile today, sweetheart? You know, we Mm. all women know Mm. that one. And I said, same place yours is, sweetheart. Where's yours? (laughs) Nothing. Grim response. Uh, So that's that story that, you know, you, you remember that story didn't happen in Florida. That happened happened in in Florida. Yeah. No, it happened in Michigan. I mean, you always make that mistake. No, it happened in Florida. No. It did. No, oh, no. see. Okay, stop it. Oh, there, gotcha. Oh, he's trying to do it. He's trying to <laughs> gaslight me, people. I'm filing a report with human resources. See how easy it is, With folks? producer Dave. Oh, you right think it's there. easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. Gosh. Okay. All right. So, so media moment. We have a media moment Let's today. Let's go to our media moment. The R&D media moment. 
So our media moment is the movie Gaslight. Uh, we're going to play a clip. The title of this clip is You Think I'm Insane. It's about two and a half minutes long. I'm going to, Dennis, let's both of us, when we see the tactic, call out the tactic as it's happening, because there's a bunch of them in this. Let's do it in one word if we can. Yeah, one word. Okay. I've tried so hard to keep it within these walls, my own house. Ah, because you would go out tonight, the whole of London knows it. If I could only get inside that brain of yours and understand what makes you do these crazy, twisted things. So dismissive. You're trying to tell me I'm insane. It's what I'm trying not to tell myself. But that's what you Apophysis. think, isn't it? Apophysis. That's what you've been hinting and suggesting for months now, ever since... Hmm? Since what? Since the day I lost your brooch. Yes, that's when it all began. No, no. No, no, it began before that. The first day when I found that letter. What letter? The one I found mm-hmm. among the music from that man called Bauer. Sergius Bauer, yes, I remember. Yes, you're right. That's when it began. Yes. I can see you still standing there and saying, look, look at this letter and staring at nothing. What? You had nothing in your hand. Mm-hmm. What? I was staggered. But I didn't know then how much reason I had to be. I, I don't know. I, I, what, what reason? I didn't know then about your mother. What about my Name mother? calling? Your mother was mad. Oh, Gregory. She died in an asylum when you were a year old. That's not true. I've been making inquiries about Alice Alquist's sister. I've talked to the doctor who attended her. Would you like to see him? No. He described her symptoms to me. Do you like to hear them? Mm. It began with her imagining things, that she heard noises, footsteps, voices. And then the voices began to speak to her. All this not true. He's gaslighting her. And in not the end, true. she died in an asylum with no brain at all. But he's saying it with confidence. Oh, no, no. Yep. Now, this is a big win for him as she crumbles. Now, perhaps you will understand a lot of things about yourself and me. Now, perhaps mm-hmm. you will understand why I cannot let you meet people. Wow. Okay. Well, there's yeah, a lot in there. Strong. I don't know. I don't even know if we got them all, but we it's recommend that you watch that movie. Maybe that could yeah. be a fun game for you too. You can take a shot for every manipulative tactic. No, don't do that. You'll be dead. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Gee. but I know watch that movie uh, and l- listen to the, look at the, the nonverbal as well, which is Dennis. I'll let you wrap yeah, up. Yeah. That's that exactly right. That's what we're going to be talking about next week. And but for this week, this week, I mean, this episode, I keep thinking weekly, and it's not, this episode, the thing we want to tell you is what we've been telling you almost every time. Stand up for yourself. Speak up. Speak back. Do not simply hear it, recognize it. Of course, that's important. And then take it. Say something back. And when you speak up, you say it with confidence. Call out the tactic. You're trying to this, or that's just that. Or I don't believe this. Call it out. The more you do it, the less they are going to want to do it, the less they're going to want to be even manipulating you. They want to go into somebody who's easier. So always call it out. Question it. Challenge it. Don't be afraid to do that. Then, like Robin said, be prepared for backlash. Because once you've called them out, 
they will try another tactic. And typically it gets more aggressive, more insulting, just as you heard in that clip right there. So that's our message today. We want you to think about calling it out, sounding confident, taking the truth into your hands, not letting them form what you absolutely know is not true. You've seen it with your own eyes and they try to reframe it. No, call it out. State what you know is true. Show the confidence that you have in your beliefs. And we know we've taken a lot of time in this episode today or a little bit longer than usual, but we, we this is such an important tactic, this idea of, of gaslighting and casting doubt and causing you to think things are not true. This is such a common thing. We want to take a little bit more time to review it with you and review the words that we talked about that you heard. Play the episode again, read it in the book, see the words and say them with confidence. You may look them in the eye or not look them in the eye. Think about how your manipulator is going to respond, but you've got to be able to do it. Don't just stand there and take it. All right. Now, speaking of standing there, let me jump to next week because next week, here we go again. Next episode, (laughs) the next episode, we're going to be dealing with nonverbal manipulation. How is that even possible? Well, remember, manipulation doesn't happen without communication. And a lot of communication happens non-verbally. So that's going to be our topic next episode. So please be with us. We'll continue this incredible journey together. I'm Dr. Dennis Becker. She's Robin Kalinsky. We look forward to being with you again next time. Until then, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.